Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Mets 360 here on Block Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Jora. And if you've missed tonight's Mets game, consider yourself fortunate. Right now we're in the uh, the ninth inning and the Mets are trailing 9-1. to And uh, it's been all kinds of ugly. But uh, en- enough with that. We're going to go in the opposite direction of all kinds of ugly. And we're going to welcome back to the podcast somebody who hasn't been on probably in, oh, about five or six years would be my guess. And that's uh, a former writer for the site, Tan Mercado. Tan, welcome, welcome back, and, and I'm so glad you decided to uh, to join us tonight. <laughs> hey, Brian, thanks for having me. It has been a while. I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> yeah, well, time flies, time flies. And and one of the things that, that, that I would like to start off talking about is just by uh, introducing to to our to listeners some of the things that you've been doing since you uh, you moved on to bigger and better things from Mets 360. What are you, what are you doing right now with your life? Well, right now, currently, I work for um, an all news radio station um, here in New York called 1010 Wins. Um, I basically just do a lot of voice edits. Um, I do phone interviews with certain people. Um, just this past Sunday, I interviewed um, Bobby Valentine um, about nice. the new 9-11 ex- exhibit that's opening up. So it's been it's been a fun ride so far. <laughs> now, um, most people who who meet Bobby Valentine usually have good things to to say about him. Was he a, was he a good guest? Was he a good interview for you? Was, but and. Everybody was laughing in the newsroom because I was a little flustered. I've interviewed other people before, like I've interviewed Mike Piazza, um, Cliff Floyd. Yeah, I've interviewed other players and what have you. But for whatever reason, with Bobby Valentine, I was a little flustered. And I'm sitting there and I'm interviewing him, and I'm a little beside myself because I'm looking at him and I'm like, this man is my hero, you know? He's like my favorite best <laughs> manager and what have you, and and. The only thing I could get out of my mouth was three questions. I had my list of questions in front of me, and I I just got way way flustered. <laughs> so everybody in the newsroom was just laughing. They were like, "Tanya, you just look like you didn't know what." I was like, "I really didn't know what I was doing at that point. I was just sitting there <laughs> listening to him talk, and that was pretty much it." Well, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, our favorite team, the Mets, right now. And, and one guy that, that I always like to talk about is Ioannis Cespedes. Um, he, he's off to a, a real um, unusual, I guess you would call it, start in that he's striking out way too much. But when when the, the situation is big, when we've got runners on base, it seems like he's always coming through. He's coming through in the clutch at a great rate. So, what, what do you think about all of that? Uh, do you think that the strikeouts are here to stay, but the, the clutch hitting may only be temporary, or or do you think that uh, he's going to be the, the same good player that he's always been since he's been with the Mets? I mean, honestly, it's kind of hard to say. We are only in April. Um, 
but as far as I'm concerned, I really don't look at batting average because um, that's what everybody's concerned. Everybody's like, oh, he's only hitting 195. So what if he's hitting 195? Is he getting the runs in? Is he doing what needs to be done? Um, if the clutch hitting is happening, I say just let it go. Just let him do what he's doing, and I think eventually it'll come together. I think it's still early, and people, these guys are still getting in their grooves. You know, it's hard. I was even talking to my sports, to the sports director at the at the station, and even he was saying it's too early to to come and say, oh, this play is going to be such and such type of way during the season, or this is going to happen. He'll get his numbers up while he's in a decline. These guys are still adapting. I would say more or less by the middle of May, we'll have a better idea. Yeah, the uh, I'm not worried that the average isn't where it should be. The thing that concerns me is just that he's not making contact at all. And tonight on the broadcast, they they speculated that he was – trying to be a little bit too concerned with hitting home runs and, and not enough with making contact. And when when you're striking out four out of every ten times that you come to the plate, uh, the, the strikeouts are definitely a concern. So that, that's where I'm with, with Cespedes. Not worried about the low average, but the strikeouts for me are a big concern. Start getting concerned about these things until about May. I really don't. Everybody right. thinks that I'm weird for about it, but that's how that's how I feel. No, I, I think that's a, a perfectly uh, a reasonable point of view to take. Um, but uh, let's switch over and, and, and talk about the uh, bullpen. Uh, the Mets have been having fantastic results from their bullpen, but they've been relying on it. I think the bullpen has thrown just as many innings as the starters, which is you know uh, less than ideal. I mean, you, you would like to, the, the, the starters to throw twice as many innings as the bullpen. It just hasn't been that way. And, and you know, tying into that thing that you said earlier about, well, you know, let's wait until May, give it a little more time. Do you think when, when May comes and, and the weather warms up that the starters will go deeper into the game? Or do you think this uh, new bullpen is just a new reality? No, I think the starters are going to be – are going to stretch out. Um, I think it's – and I think this happens – often in, in the month of April, because I think this was also an issue with Terry Collins where he would just rely on the bullpen a lot um, in the month of April. I think it's just the weather is just way too cold. Um, these guys just can't seem to stay warmed up. Um, that's – and look at, the, look at the rotation that we have. I mean, how many of these guys have had some type of surgery – you know, you have Wheeler who who's had issues. Syndergaard we lost for how long last year? Matt has had his Virtually issues the entire year. Mhm, mhm. So these guys are going to take a lot longer to stretch out. So I'm, I don't think it's a new reality. Um, I think it's just between the temperatures and considering everything that our starters have been through with injuries. I think that's that's what's going on. But I like what I'm seeing from the bullpen. Oh, I don't see how anybody can be anything but thrilled with what we've got from the bullpen. Um, uh, but uh, just bring it back to the point of the weather. They they played in St. Louis, and you, 
you'd like to think that that would have been uh, a little bit of a warmer weather than certainly what they've had in their home games, but it was, it rained throughout the entire game tonight. And so it couldn't have been uh, uh, a, a warm night to go along with that. So the weather has definitely played havoc, just the, the cold weather that they've had in the Northeast and, and rain in, in, in other areas. So um, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that, you know, we will see some, some longer outings from, from the starters, uh, specifically Syndergaard, who I don't think has gone more than six innings yet. And hopefully before all is said and done, we'll see Noah go seven and even an occasional eight innings at a time. I agree. I think it's just, it's just attempts because, I mean, I think it was one of the pitchers on the on the Red Sox. Also, he's been having problems. I, f- I forget which one. Um, he's been having problems because of the cold. He hasn't been able, and he hasn't been able to go more than four innings. I don't know if it's Price or I'm trying to remember. So I was watching a couple mm-hmm. of the Red Sox games, and they're having the same problems. Now. Um... Let's talk about uh, first base. Um, the the Mets brought in uh, veteran Adrian Gonzalez, uh, who who had a, a really awful year last year, and some people were saying that it was a great bargain. Other people, like myself, uh, were thinking that he was done. And uh, you know, he's had a couple of big hits so far this year, but his numbers are are right where they were last year. And I know we, we were just talking about, well, it, it's April, you got to give it a little bit more time. But when we've had a guy who's in decline, and, and certainly what he's done the last two years has not been good, do, do you think that uh, maybe they should not be so forgiving with uh, Gonzalez? Do you think it's time to uh, uh, make a move and get somebody new in there in his place? Um, I actually kind of do think that they should cut ties. Um, I wasn't thrilled about the signing when I heard about it. Um, but the Mets have always had they haven't had a decent first baseman in a while. Um, for them, I guess it was a, a no-brainer. But I would like to see them go for somebody else because I don't see Gonzalez um, doing anything for the team for for the entire year. I think he's just going to be on a just a continued decline, you know, kind of like what pe- some people feel like Cespedes is, that he's on a decline, but Gonzalez is a lot older. So I don't think – I think it's time to move on from this experiment. Yeah, I always say it's tough to play when you have a giant fork sticking out of your back. So, um, yeah, I feel bad. Adrian Gonzalez has been a, a fantastic player for a number of years, but I, I think it's time for the, the Mets to move on. And personally, I would like to see them move Jay Bruce over to first place so that uh, they can find more playing time for Brandon Nimmo. I think that uh, right now that's the the uh, the immediate solution to, to this particular problem. I think getting Nimmo's bat into the lineup would be a huge upgrade for the team. I agree with that, and that's been that's something that I kept looking at is how how could we possibly how could the team possibly figure out a way to get Nemo more playing time because I think the kid has earned it from what I've seen so far he's definitely earned earned the time, and I would like to see him I'd like to see him play a full season almost playing every day 
just to see what he can give this team because, you know, guys are getting older. Cespedes, God knows what you're going to get from him. You know, having Nemo out there, having somebody a little younger, I think would be great. Especially that bat. I love his bat. The ability that Nimbo brings to the table is to get on base, and, and, you know, that's something that that plays really well, especially in the leadoff position, and it would be wonderful if they they had his uh, 500 on-base percentage at at the top of the lineup right now. But another um, spot that's giving the Mets trouble um, right now is catcher. They they had two guys that they thought were going to perform uh, an effective timeshare, and they both wind up on the DL in, in April. So, <laughs> you know, when it rains, it pours. So th- they they called up uh, two players from the minors, and, and neither one of them are, are hitting very well. And it, it's masked a little bit because the team as a whole is, is winning, and winning cures everything. But it, it's hard to ignore that, that giant hole that's the, the catching for the Mets. I want to know from you, how aggressive do you think that the Mets should be in, in trading for a, a new catcher? I don't think they should be as aggressive as people feel that they should be. Um, Plawecki was kind of a freak accident. Um, I've kind of given up on Darno. I'm over him, and I would like them. I would like them to see. Would like to see the team get somebody else that would actually. I don't know if I would have Plawecki as the everyday. I think I would like them to get somebody else who would be the everyday and let Plawecki remain as backup. Like a maybe LaCroix. Um, I was thinking maybe the there was another name that was being floated out there. And now for the life of me I can't remember. Um I think the it was one the that catcher on the Marlins. Right. J T Realmuto is the the one I think who's been yes. getting the 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 most uh, buzz going on about him. Uh, just for the fact that the Marlins seem to be trading everybody, and then he's expressed a desire to to leave Derek Jeter in in Miami in the rearview mirror. I mean, if I was him, I'd want to also, but that's just my personal (laughs) opinion. Um, I think that would be great. My only concern is that they're asking for Conforto, and I'm not sure I would be willing to give up Conforto. Uh, you know that that's a pipe dream. You know, you you start out these trade negotiations asking for the moon, and who knows, maybe oh, somebody yeah. will be dumb enough to actually give it to them. But I don't think that there's any way that the the Mets would even begin to consider in, including Michael Conforto in that type of deal. Another name that we've heard mentioned as a possibility is is Brandon Nimmo, and and I think you have to at least consider that. But it's still not something that I would want to do. And that's the problem. And the Mets always seem to find themselves in this situation. It feels like teams know how desperate the Mets are in certain situations. So they basically just go out there and say, we want the sun, the moon, and your rising stars. (laughs) And you can't be willing to give all of that up. And that's, that's always the problem, you know, and it's unfortunate because the Mets have, you know, they've had their rising stars and at the same time, you have to be willing to give at least one or two up in order to be able to fill a hole. And then do you make that trade? Do you give up a Nemo? Do you give up a Conforto for, for the catcher that you, you know your team desperately needs? 
to me, the, I don't the know. answer I don't that know. is clear. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big no from, from my point of view. Well, let, let's talk about the, uh, the elephant in the room, and, and that's Matt Harvey. Um, you know, it, it's been the, the biggest drama for quite some time now, and, and they've, Mickey Calloway decided that he had enough and, and has moved uh, Harvey to the, to the bullpen. So what, what do you think about, you know, just the decision to put him there and, and how Matt has handled it, and what do you expect to, to develop from that situation? Um, oh, Matt Harvey. <laughs> Matt Harvey has been <laughs> the bane of my life. <laughs> um, you know, we all had high hopes with Harvey. You know, we all thought he was going to come back. He was going to come back strong, determined, what have you. I think he's getting in his own way. There's no other way to say it. You know, he's expecting him, himself to to come back to he was, and that's never going to happen. He had his surgery. He had his injuries. He's never going to be the same pitcher. The sooner he comes to that realization, the, the better of a pitcher he'll become. He'll be able to come back out of that bullpen. He's in that bullpen, and I think it's the, I think it's the best thing for this team. You can't have a pitcher as your starter, and he can't get the job done. If he can get the job done for one inning, two innings maybe, Great. Stay in the bullpen. That is your job. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? Either way, if this team was to go to the World Series and win the World Series, guess what? Every guy on the team is getting a ring. So for Matt Harvey to to be the jerk that he's being right now, telling reporters, I don't want to talk to you. I don't I shouldn't have to talk to you. I don't feel like talking to you. You do your job. Your job is talking to the media. Your job is going into the bullpen and doing whatever is required of you to help the team win. That's the bottom line. If that's a problem, walk. Ask for a trade. Because at this point, I'd be, I have no problem with him, with him going somewhere else. Because at this point, it's all about him and it's not about the team. And that's, that's my problem. He's not going to be the, the pitcher that he was. He needs to be more of a finesse pitcher. He needs to figure out what the hell it is that he needs to do to get guys out. He hasn't figured that out yet. So why should he be a starter? He hasn't earned the spot. And until he earns it, his butt belongs in the, in the bullpen. You know, in a, in a way, I feel bad for, for Harvey because he had so much talent. He had so much ability, and, and he got to flash that a little bit in 2013 and 2015, and it's got to be tough to be on top of the world like he was and then have it all crashing down, whatever the reason is. And, and let's be honest, he wasn't equipped to deal with failure. When, when failure hit, he didn't handle it. I mean, none of us handle it well but I think he handled it even poorer than, than most of us do. And he has the best representation around. You think that he would be uh, a little bit better prepared to, to handle adversity than, than he has. And then you made reference today to him blowing off reporters. And, and tonight on the broadcast, they, they said that he even threw an expletive in there as well. And th- there's just no reason to do that. I mean, if you don't want to talk to him, you don't want to talk to him, but you know, you're, you're not going to win by 
antagonizing the press in this town. It's it's just it's just a losing ball game, and somebody in Matt Harvey's universe needs to be able to tell him that, and then say, look, play the game. And then after you play the game with the media, play the game on the field. And right now your your job is to come in out of the pen and see if you can get your your pitches uh, operating better and working one or two innings at a time because trying to go five, six, seven innings just wasn't working. And, you know, I consider myself a Harvey fan, but at some point you have to uh, embrace reality. And the reality was that, that he wasn't getting the job done. So, uh, I'm with you. He needs to go and, and be a team player and get get his job done. And who knows, he might end up back in the rotation after all. And that's my whole thing, until he proves himself. You know, Halloway's not telling him, oh, you're going to be in the bullpen for the for the entire season. No. Figure it out. Figure out whatever you need to figure out to get into the rotation, to get yourself deeper into games. You know, and he just doesn't have that right now. I don't know if it's a psychological thing, and it possibly could be that. It could be psychological, and if that's the case, then he needs to see somebody. And there's nothing wrong with that. There, there are plenty of players who, who've gone through that. Oh, I'd love to be a fly right? on the I wall for a, <laughs> to, to a therapy session involving Matt Harvey. Um, that 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 would be uh, we could put that on pay per view and make us some money. Oh, I agree. I feel bad for that for that psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have uh, we've reached the the crazy prediction time here in the podcast, and how this works is I'll give you what I think is a crazy prediction, and then I'll I'll ask you to comment on it, and then I'm going to ask you to give me uh, your crazy prediction. Are you ready? Okay. All right. So my crazy prediction is that the the Mets are going to send Stephen Matz to the minors. They're not going to send him to the bullpen. They're going to send him to the minors before the end of May. So tell me, how crazy is that? Um. Hmm. I don't know if I'd call that crazy. Um. <laughs> you said he had a shot down today. once again. He did. He did. He didn't <laughs> even make it out of the fourth inning. Um, I wouldn't call it crazy, and it could be something that he needs. Um, yeah, I I don't think that's crazy. I would think it's crazy if it was maybe a Noah Syndergaard. Then I would say you're out of your mind. Um, yeah, well, there there you go. Um, uh, that that indeed <laughs> would be no. crazy. All right, so so here we go. Each week we make a crazy prediction, and, and I offer mine up, and nine times out of ten the guests will say exactly what you did. No, I, I don't think that's crazy. <laughs> but the thing is that they never end up coming true. All of these things that I predict, they, they don't the, – the, okay, they may not be crazy, but they're not accurate. They're, they're not believable, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right, mean, show, that show was me probably how it, a good thing then. <laughs> um, maybe I don't know. All right, so show me how it's done. Show me what a crazy prediction is. What crazy prediction do you have for me? Hmm. See, well, I really, honestly, I've been thinking and thinking and thinking, and the only thing that I can think of is 
the possibility of Reyes calling it a career by stay the, the all-star of, break. The possibility of, of, did you say Jose Reyes? Oh, okay. Uh, Reyes. Um, Since he's um, not as pr- productive. Um, hmm. You know, the, the, the reason that I would call that crazy uh, not, not because his play hasn't justified retiring, because it it, re, it really has, but I I get the impression I've never met Jose Reyes. I don't pretend to know him in any way, shape, or form. But the impression <laughs> that I get, the impression that I get from miles and miles away, is that Jose Reyes loves the game. He loves playing the game. He loves being part of the team. And I think being a Met means something to him. And I can't, I can't see him walking away from that, especially here in a season where it looks like the Mets might do something special. They might win the division and make the playoffs, and who knows what happens at that point. You know, if the Mets were 20 games under 500 and, and Reyes was lousy, maybe I could see him walking away then, but I, I just, my, my impression is I don't see Reyes as, as a, as a guy who would do that. Listen, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I am taking the season one game at a time. I'm not even thinking <laughs> past May. So I don't know. I don't know. It's either going to be, you know, I'm afraid David Wright might be the one who's going to retire this year. I think he's just going to, come out and say, you know what, I'm done. Actually, I think he did that three years ago, except for the part about telling us. I think he retired and, <laughs> and just decided he was going to keep it a secret. But the, the sad part you know, was David until Wright about a week. David Wright is the one that I feel, David Wright is the one that I feel really, really bad for. Oh yeah. Because I mean, he didn't do, he didn't do anything to deserve any of this and, and he's done nothing but hold his head high and, and try to work his tail off to come back. And it's, it's just that his injuries are so bad that it's not going to happen. But the, the sad thing was up until about a week ago, Reyes had the same number of hits as Wright did. Mm, That's (laughs) Lord. I can't. Definitely. All right, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say you you out crazied me. I'm I'm gonna say your prediction is 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 crazier than mine. So congratulations! See, you can on, always on count on me for that. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on bringing the crazy. All right, so um, I, I want to run. <laughs> <laughs> I want to run by uh, you something that that one of our readers suggested and, and just get your opinion on this and and of course one of the big things that's been in the news is uh, uh, pace of play and, and Major League Baseball trying to get games to go a little bit quicker and uh, you know they've done some things some have worked and some haven't but um, uh, one reader suggested that if they really are interested in cutting down the, the lengths of the games then don't make batters run around the bases after they hit a home run. The the ball's over the fence. It's out of play. Just tell everyone who's on base to come in, have the have the uh, batter step on home, and go to the dugout. I mean, that's 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 got to be what a, a minute and a half for each home run, and and who knows? Each game seems to have four or five home runs. I mean, that could be five to ten minutes right there. So, what do you think about that suggestion? I actually like that idea. I, I have no problem with that. Plus, you, you know, also consider the timing of how long these guys just stand there admiring their home run like Cespedes did. Yes. 
Not that he didn't have mm-hmm. a reason to yesterday. But, <laughs> you know, these guys are just like, oh, look. Look what I just did. Isn't it marvelous? I guess I'll just trot along the bases now. I mean, if they're not going to hustle, then I say, just okay, you hit your home run. Now everybody just go in and let's just keep the game rolling. Yeah, it's it's that posing and that strutting and, and all of the rest that, you know, that if it happens in any other area, people get all upset about, but for somehow for a home run that it's okay. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a real interesting proposal. Like I said, this was something that one of the, the, the readers uh, threw out there, and uh, it, it sort of made me go, hmm, you know, I, I think that uh, that, would, uh, that would actually do something to, to shave uh, time off. Well, we have about one minute left, and, and uh, I just want to get one more question into you uh, here real quickly before we have to go, and, and that's the Mets have, have got off to such a, a, a good start, um, and now we're talking playoffs, and what do you think? What do you think the Mets' chances are to win the division here in 2018? Oh, see, I don't like this <laughs> because this is always the kiss of death. I never – I, I swore to myself because every time I make these predictions, it's always the kiss of death and the team does nothing. Um, oh. Well, then for God's sake, say you don't like it. Say they have no chance. You know Reverse what? I'm going to say that they finish in fourth. They're going to they're gonna finish in fourth <laughs> place and everybody else will be above. The only team that will be worse will be the Marlins. <laughs> well, there you go. Tan Mercado is showing Matt Harvey how to be a team player. She's taking one for the team right there. Well, Tan, it was absolutely great to to hear your voice and get to spend some time with you again after all these years. And and let's not make it uh, six years again before the next time. (laughs) Definitely not. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for the invite. Oh, thank you. And thank everyone for tuning in and listening. And please join us again uh, next uh, Wednesday night at 11 p.m. Eastern. Until then, good night and goodbye.